Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. want to start let's start let's go all right welcome back to uh spears and steinberg podcast with me your host andy steinberg and the main dude Aries sex spears. guru if you <laughs> pay close attention to the invading the pussy tips that i gave you uh you're welcome you i feel like christopher Wall. you're all welcome did anybody send you like i used that and it worked did anybody send you no but I think that's going to be one of the slowest processes we get is people responding. Um, but again, I know my shit was on point. So you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the streets. It's my turn. I want in. If anybody wants a job, I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're all welcome. Do you know what that movie that was? No, what was it? Christopher Walken, King of New York. Oh, yeah, that, that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's an old. That's it's a good one. Yeah, that's a long time. Wesley ago. Snipes, David Caruso. Yeah, you know what? Uh, a few people. Lawrence hit, Fishburne. A few people hit me up about uh, that. You know, he he had been in some of those uh, the best movies we were talking about, but uh-huh. n- nothing like that movie where he was the leading right. dude. Right. Uh, so let's. Uh, you know, I, I'll just start off where we are. We're in St. Louis. Yeah. Which I thought. And I mean, for all rights, the area that the club is is just not a happening area. No, um, no. But before we get to that, I, let, let's, I want to build. You want to build? I want to well, build. Let's, let's okay. start out with Triple D. Oh, okay. You want to start there? Yeah. Oh, you want to go in? Yeah. You know, one of my favorite shows is uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fieri. Um, and I've probably been to at least. Uh, two dozen diners, drive-ins, and dives from the show, and and ninety-five percent of them have hit the mark. I used to work at one of the ones that he was at. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I used um, to work at Over Easy in Phoenix. Yeah, and I just so happened we went yesterday, right? The the night yeah. before. Well, yes, it was Saturday. No, we went Friday. No, we went yesterday. Saturday. Okay, so Friday, every Friday on the Food Channel, he does. Uh, it's, it's like a marathon. It's all day diners. And I just happened to be in the hotel room milling about. And uh, they showed the episode where he was in St. Louis. And this was a repeat. I'd seen it before. But 
he was at the in St. Louis and he went to this restaurant called Roadhouse. 50, 61 or 50, 61? 61, high, Highway 61, Roadhouse and Kitchen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and their specialty was barbecue spaghetti. And if you've watched the show long enough, you could tell when guy really likes something versus when he's just being polite. Because when he likes something, like any response you give when you're passionate about something that you're feeling, you know, your eyes close and you... <clears throat> Something that comes from the diaphragm, the noises. Uh, but the dude said, barbecue spaghetti with pulled pork. And Guy paused and looked at him and goes, you know that's sacrilegious. So he made the food for Guy. Guy tasted it. I could tell Guy was being polite. He wasn't blown away. But I said, fuck it. This is Diners, Drivers, and Dives. We're here. Let's go. Well, you know, and Guy does have Italian restaurants. That's why he said it was right. sacrilegious. So. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, Garlic's is his right. restaurant. And, uh, you know, look, when we got there, first thing I noticed was all the uh, pictures of old black musicians and black people from the 1920s and 30s. So I said, oh, shit. Cajun cuisine. And they got old niggas on the wall. This is about to be good. And, it, and, it and the menu good. sounded good. Menu there was a lot good. of shit, catfish and... Uh, collard greens and mac and cheese and some even inventing some shit. What was that you ate? I ate a, it was a wonton filled with grits, bacon, um, a cheese, some other things. And that actually, and, and it came with a little sauce. The presentation. It was, was nigga wontons. It yeah. was it was wontons with nigga shit in it. it was, but the the presentation was was bullshit. It didn't look good, but right. it actually it actually tasted good. Right. So I ordered fried catfish because uh, not many places serve fried catfish, and, and I'm a fried catfish fanatic. So I had to take advantage of it, and then I've, I got, of course, what you get with fried catfish: collard greens, mac and cheese, and for an appetizer, I got barbecue shrimp uh, and some sort of Creole rice um, and a diet Pepsi, which the, you said you would get with the meal. Yes, and then they didn't bring it, but I just right. But to point then they, but, but then they yeah. brought it. Yeah. The tastiest part of the meal was the Diet Pepsi. <laughs> I have never tasted macaroni and cheese so fucking bland. It was bland. The no cheese. flavor at all. The cheese mix was good, but then they didn't finish it. Like the cheese, the creaminess of the cheese, that was all good, but no taste in that it. Shit that shit tasted like a naked nun's ass cheek. It was nothing to it. <laughs> I, I, it was I, terrible. It, it, guy missed the mark on this one, man. Um, I had, uh, and you saw it when it came out. I did have the wonton thing as my appetizer. I had, uh, I got a brisket dinner plate, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was on top of a, a cornbread mm-hmm. uh, waffle. Cornbread right. waffle was all right, and your brisket. Looked like it died a thousand deaths. It was great. It looked like it was trying to be brought back to life, like some resuscitation. It was great. It looked like it had been sitting in the uh, in like a warming tray for a, a day. Right, right. It was, it was because uh, it didn't. And have- I've never had brisket, but I've been places uh, where brisket has been cooked, and you know, you know, sometimes how things smell better than they taste. Yeah. Um. You know, the improv in Kansas City, they have the the cooker, the smoker Mm -hmm. out back. And I remember one time I was out there when the dude was making uh, brisket. I think it's uh, pulled pork. No, it was pulled pork. pork. 
And that's the thing where you pull the bone out and it's supposed to come out clean. Right. Man, that motherfucking smell was so intoxicating. I wanted to dive in that fucking meat. But then once he pulls the pork and you and I've had pulled pork sandwiches and I don't know what it is. Maybe I just ain't found the right one. But every time the smell and the look, you want to devour that shit. But once they pull the pork off and put it on the bun, it never tastes as juicy as it looks. Well, it can't sit around for a long time. That's what's important about when you when you have barbecue. Like right. that's why that thing had gray and had like a shimmer, a shine to it mm-hmm. uh, because it had been sitting there. And that's that's the steam. Like getting, you can't do that. The best. Uh, well, be- before I- before I kill this restaurant completely by saying how it wasn't good, and it wasn't. Uh, we did not have the the thing that guy said was there the barbecue spaghetti. So, in all fairness, we didn't. Which have- I wanted to try, but the catfish just the idea of being in this Cajun place. I was like, man, this catfish got to be right. In which the catfish felt overcooked. It looked overcooked. I even asked you when it came out. Right. I go, does that look right to you? Right. And you said the same thing to me when you saw my brisket. Does that look right to you? Yeah, man. It, it just... Uh, I would be curious to know who's cooking the food. I guarantee you it ain't the same old black man they got hanging up on them pictures. Just certain... Listen, man. Certain foods, like the, like sports, need to be left to those people. Niggas are NBA <laughs> players. We run football. Soul food is our shit. So if you went to a Chinese restaurant and there was not Chinese people cooking the Mexicans? food. Mexicans? Yeah. Then you don't want to eat it? Fuck no. Dude. No. If I go, if I want tacos and Mexican food, I need Mexicans cooking. If I go get Italian, I want Italians cooking. If I go get soul food, I want niggas cooking. No, you don't think people can learn to cook different regions? Yeah, we can all learn, but it, nothing is like when it comes from the originator. It's the passion that's missing. Yeah, man, you the passion, man. But I, but like I just see like my favorite barbecue. I need place. a nigga cooking my soul food <laughs> that look like uh, he's been to jail. He's he's got he's got he he doesn't take care of his kids. Missing a tooth, gold tooth, what gold teeth. Motherfucker, talking ways that. You know, prison tattoo. Yeah, man. I need, I need, I need that 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 real shit. That food was garbage, man. It's garbage. When you get to Phoenix, I'm taking you to my favorite barbecue place, and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of barbecue, but Little Miss Barbecue in Phoenix. Yeah. Mm. And that the dude who cooks there, this was his like second. This is his. You know, he had a regular life, and now he mm-hmm. opened up this barbecue place, and he just has passion for it. That's all. He, right. he starts in the morning. Cooks it. I mean, it cooks over all law at night. He serves it in the morning. Starts it, I think, ten, and they cook. They they serve till they run out. Right. Because brisket does not sit around there, and he slices right. it himself. He, he cooks it and he slices it. It's an ama- it's amazing. You're gonna really yeah, you're so, gonna enjoy it. Uh, yeah, y'all might want to skip Roadhouse sixty one. It ain't the business. But uh, Little Miss Barbecue, I'm coming with Aries. So if you heard this, uh, hook us up. Right. Um. Now let's get back to St. Louis. That's it. Now I wanted. Now I did hear some other places in St. Louis that I wanted to go. You, 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 you went with Guy on this though. Yeah. So Guy, we're you, we're all us one Fietti. Yep. Um, here's what was interesting though. <laughs> of all the places we've been, Miami, Miami, New York, Vegas, L.A. Who would have 
fucking thought that St. Louis had a strip club that was open till six in the morning, an indoor smoking section, alcohol still served, and butt naked hooers. Technically, it's Illinois, so it's not St. Louis, but you just drive 20 minutes. It's close enough. I, I'm, I'm, I, I was at the hustler. I was fucked up by this because usually, well, Miami, in all fairness, stays open to the wee hours of the morning. Uh, and I've never done a strip club scene in Miami. I'm not even big on strip clubs, but we'll get we'll dive into that as we progress. And Vegas, of course. In Vegas. I, I, I just I'm not a strip club guy, but my more, my thing was more or less. You know, by the time we finish Friday and Saturday second shows, it's damn near one in the morning. So if we want to hang out, we're fighting the clock. Right. As we talked about on the last podcast with the Mission Impossible music. But this motherfucker's open till six, which <laughs> we which means there's still a place to go. It's it was the quadruple factor. It almost felt like an infomercial. Hey, do you still want to drink till the wee hours of the morning? Do you still want to smoke inside so you don't miss any of the ass shaking and tiddly jiggling hua action? Do you still want to go? Like, it was just like, holy <laughs> shit. Late night can still drink butt naked and I don't have to go outside in the cold and the rain to smoke. What place is this? <laughs> Come down to Huster in St. Louis. Like, holy fucking shit. Shout out to Larry Flint. Shout out to you wheelchair motherfucker. That damn it was amazing. Dude, and you know what? And, when you, and we just said we said Vegas. But you know what's really amazing, too, about it being in St. Louis is in Vegas. It's like amateur hour. These are people who save up all year, get excited about right. whatever the event that they're going it's to Vegas touristy. for. Touristy. They're right. going to go to that place. And they're excited. This place is just locals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is just the city supporting these places, and it was right. an experience. Right, and we didn't know when we got there. We walked in. We just thought it was a strip, just a strip club, right. just a regular old. Oh, it's a ass rape trying to take advantage of you con job. <laughs> and again, I, I'm not big on strip clubs, man. The only time, like, I, listen, I like any dude. Yes, I will go to a strip club because I enjoy looking at titties and ass. Uh, but sometimes I just go because you get the best of both worlds. If I'm just in a drinking mood, well, fuck. Well, you can drink and look at ass. It's great. But, you know, I, like the, I don't get lap dances. I, I think there's something so profoundly stupid about spending money for no return. So let me get the concept of this. <laughs> I'm going to pay you. To grind on my dick, give me a hard on, and then leave. And I'm supposed to do what with that? I'm supposed to go and rub one out. I'm supposed to to be. I'm paying to be <laughs> fucked with. Ah, man, I'm good. That's why I hate it. and and the and the and the, and the false the falseness the falsitivity if that's a word of it. Just offends me. You know, the minute you walk in there, them bitches come at you like Bangkok whores. You want a good time? They want to sit there and can you want company? You want to sit and talk and chum up a conversation? Bitch, just ask me for the fucking money. <laughs> Don't sit and have this false conversation with me when we know what your bottom line is. Beat it, scram. I just, I, you know, I'm here for the drinks. The titties is second place. 
<laughs> well, you got you get it a little different too because when we got there, in all honesty, dude, when we walked into the club, you you remember what happened? Yeah, dude, we walk I in. I felt like a god, didn't I? Yeah, we walk in. And the dude looks at us, and I didn't know if uh, we were. He was looking at us like we were going to have a problem. Like I always assume, especially when they look me up and down the dress, because I always roll in my Timberlands and baseball cap. And you know, some of these strip clubs be on some bougie shit and have a dress code. Oh, you can't the baseball cap or oh, your shoes. And you were saying it before we even walked in, right? I'm going. You care about my wardrobe? These bitches is naked. But we got in. That dude looked you up and down, and it was it was uncomfortable. And the dude just ran out of the entrance. Right, ran. Right. I mean, I actually his legs moving. <laughs> and we went. What happened? And no one said anything. And then he comes back just a couple minutes later. Not even not even a couple minutes. Right. Maybe a minute later. And he had this big smile on his face and VIP wristbands for us. Yeah. Well, it was for us, but it was for you. Well, you know, I'm like LeBron when I. Uh... <laughs> When I make it, I take my niggas with me. I take my Jew with me. Uh, they were very excited uh, to have you. So right. I mean, and so you you get approached a little bit differently because yeah. of that. So and because you're uh, of your fame, people think that you're going to have large dollar bills to throw at them. Too. And I'm not making shit rain. <laughs> it is a straight up. Z- uh, Zaire drought, <laughs> dude. But when I'm sitting at the when I'm sitting at the place, and if there's girls up there dancing, I tip. I can't help but throw a couple bucks out. I I was a server for a long time. I tip at restaurants. Right. I tip the servers at the S- comedy support clubs. their self esteem, brother. Dude, I I can't help it. I have to drop. I just tip. I didn't tip. I wasn't throwing big dollars at any girls. Right. I threw two two or three dollars. Now here's what offended me though. There was this one particular broad, <laughs> uh, albino tiger baby. This white bitch, blonde, thick as the dickens, body on, I'll take the rubber off. Uh, and yeah, again, I know it's a hustle. It's called Hustler Club. Um, but, you know, we sit and we talk and we blah, 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 blah. Then the this, this manager comes out, this chick. She's got the fucking walkie-talkie and the earphone. And she goes, would you like to see our private rooms? I'm like, all right, yeah, let me entertain this bullshit. She took me to about five different rooms. And for the first three rooms, I kept asking her, what's the price? And she kept evading it, avoiding it. And finally, she goes, this is our patent. And every room got more elaborate. One room started off with a nice plus leather sectional couch. And eventually, we worked our way up to beds. There's fucking beds in the room. And she goes, this is our Paris room. This is the bedroom. This is the bedroom. Okay. And here in the Paris room, you get blah 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 blah. So finally, I said, "Oh, okay. Well, how much is the Paris room? Three thousand dollars." And it comes with. Well, let's skip ahead. <laughs> okay. Now we go to the creme de la creme room, the Moroccan room, the Moroccan. Another bed. How much is this room? Six thousand dollars. And I'm sitting here going, for six G's, I got to get this bitch pregnant. What the fuck comes with this? I should be able to get her pregnant and have the abortion at the same time. (laughs) She goes, a bottle of Crystal, breakfast in bed. Now, mind you, the club stays open until six in the morning. Not to say you're going to be there that long, but you go, Crystal, breakfast in bed. Well, what's breakfast? 
Six G's, I, I better have a chef cooking me every part of the pig. I want the same fat nigga that make the soul food cooking my shit in the room. No. A couple of pieces of fruit with smothered in chocolate. Uh, Did you want baby boy there? Maybe. <laughs> uh, a bottle of Cristal, chocolate covered fruit, and you get two hours in this room. Listen, maybe I wasn't, and I'd like to think that there's a hidden message here. I'd like to think, because legally they can't say, so I'd like to think there's a moment where they go, you get this, this, and this. Wink, wink. Oh, okay. Even for $6,000. Them is Trump prices. If I don't get no pussy, which again, $6,000 is insane for some pussy. But if I don't get no pussy and all I'm doing is paying six grand for two hours, some crystal, some chocolate covered fruit. You might as well have a man come in this room and rape me. What fucking idiot pays this kind of money? What? What? And listen, I, I, I think I said on a podcast before I have paid for pussy. I will pay for pussy. I don't have no problem doing it because, again, you're not paying the fuck. You're paying for the convenience of give me what I want and get lost. That's what you're paying for. Not the actual fucking. It's the convenience of I don't have to lay here with you and act like I give a shit. It, it, it's a contract deal. It's a contract deal. What? Motherfucker. Dude, I think dudes that get lap dances, and I, and I hope I'm not alienating my fans and followers, because I know a lot of you dudes do. But to pay for a lap dance and come up short, that's loser shit to me. It's the same reason why I haven't jacked off to completion since I was 16. <laughs> See, I, and I, I'm 42. Dude, that is unbelievable to me. I know it is, but I, I, I've, I swear to God on everything I love, I've, I, I have not put my dick in my hand and jacked off to completion where I needed to wipe something, use it to wipe up. Since I was 16. To me, that's laziness. I've gotten pussy. That's laziness, though. No, it's not. I fucked a girl and then went and jacked off within, a, uh, within that same Again, few hours. white people, y'all are weird. Y'all are weird. I just showed you the video at the Roadhouse joint where the dude in a lime green thong on the beach had beer poured down his ass crack and a white chick was drinking the beer as it flowed through his ass crack through his nuts in her mouth. A human luge. Yeah, white people, you guys, I don't, I wouldn't do that. weird shit. That, that, there's a whole big difference. Maybe not that, but it's the same concept no. to me as jacking off. Uh, you know what? Don't put this on white dudes. Black dudes jack off too. And again, losers come in all colors. It's not, it's not it's a loser loss. shit. So why am I jacking off so when I can have a woman do what I'm doing? Why would I do that? Convenience. How? Not to have to have to deal with anybody at all. Just get what you want, the release, and move on. I got my own DNA in my own hand. That maybe move your hand. Nah, bruh. <laughs> nah, yo. I think lap dances is some loser shit. I so six thousand dollars? For what? I have another question for you, though, on that. Yeah. What was the difference between the $6,000 and the $3,000 room? Stupidity. Just plain... Stupidity. One's more stupid than the other. Ego. 
But even if you had the kind of money to burn like that, if you got that kind of money, well, then you already got the power and the status to get some pussy easily. So unless you just want to, it'd be different if it's like, you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm a freak. I'm, I'm going to do some wild shit just for my boys. Nigga, this for you. Now that's different. I'm going to spend this 6K because I got it like that to get my man to go in the Paris room and have a good time. But then if you're the kind of friend that's going to spend that kind of money for your boy and he don't get off, you selfish as a friend. Why would I do that to you? Oh, God. It's the worst shit ever. Did you have a good time at, at the Hustle Club? I did, but I had a good time because I was doing it on my own terms. Right. I knew what I was going there for. I, if, if I went there going, yo, I, my, my agenda is to X, Y, and Z, and it didn't live up to that, now I'm disappointed. I didn't go in there with that. I, I came in there for one reason. I'm going to get my drink on. It's a place to hang out. I could smoke in the, in, in, don't, in the, in the indoor section. And that's it. No, no, it, that part all makes sense. That's, yeah. that's the whole reason we went there. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be fucking uh, butt naked pussies out. I thought it was going to be a regular titty strip club. It was everything that you would expect to find somewhere else. Yeah. Here in St. Louis. That just shocked the shit out of me. <laughs> I was going to say all the places we've been, if we was in Miami, New York, L.A., Vegas, I'd go, oh, yeah, this is, this is par for the course. In St. Louis? So does this add to you wanting to come back to St. Louis? Not really. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I go where the money is. If there's the money right, I'll perform in an alley. I'll perform on an airport jetway. I don't give a fuck about that. What's the check look like? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, again, it's, it's funny. I saw the commercial. And I know Cedric the Entertainer is from St. Louis. I just I get such a thrill out of watching Cedric do these diabetes commercials, where you can see him pronunciate it. And now, uh, what's the word? Pronunciate? Is it pronunciate? No. Uh, when, when you are, you know, when you fucking, um, I'm hammered right now, a little bit still hungover. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get enunciate. It. Enunciate. Yeah, that's the word. When I see Cedric's Midwestern country ass enunciating all these words properly, uh, I know about your concerns. I understand your pain. I, I can't. Maybe it's not translating, but listen, if you've ever been to St. Louis, if you know Midwest, and say, you know, Cedric was a street nigga from St. Louis. I got an old picture of us back in the day. Nigga got a do-rag on. <laughs> and to see him, I understand your diabetic nerve pain. Like, I could just see his lips. It's his Disney voice. Yeah, it's his Disney voice. He, but, you know, kudos to him. That's good business. That's what he's supposed to do. It's just, I'm looking at this going, that ain't that nigga. But that check is, I understand your pain. <laughs> His mouth, I'm like, the nigga's lips don't even move like that naturally. Uh, it, it, but it was experience with this. We did, uh, we were at Helium out right. here, which was a cool club. Right. I, I liked it set up. I like that it's underground. It's in the basement. It's weird that it's at the mall. Mm-hmm. It's weird that the mall is even where the mall is. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm, I enjoyed St. Louis. I, 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 I got to be honest. I liked the strip club. I liked that the pussies were out. I felt like I was at like uh, the Best Buy at Pussies. I'm, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it was it was it was the most unexpected fun shit because it was just you didn't expect it. No, and the fact that you got all four of those things because usually there's a sacrifice. Usually it's okay, we're open till four or five, but liquor stops at two. 
Which at that right. point, why are you still at the strip club? Yeah, because that's just the- titties and ass with no intoxication. They're just taking money. Yeah, or it's uh, not completely nude pasties, so we can serve alcohol. Right. But when it's completely nude, it's smoothies or sodas, or it's you use a smoking section, but it's outside. Or it, like, there's something that's got to go. But to have all four. Oh my god! But what I thought was cool is to have that many pussies out at one time, and I felt like Best Buy because mm-hmm. when you when you get a flat screen and you bring it home, it just looks like a flat screen. You accept mm-hmm. it was a good flat screen. I really liked this mm-hmm. flat screen. But when you have that many pussies to compare at one time, you notice the nuances and the differences yeah. of all the pussies. Yeah. So you know, I was I felt like I was there specifically yeah. to rate pussy yeah. to to what rate? Oh, I thought you said rate. no, no, no. I was like, Holy shit! Yeah, this is the, you cannot even make a mistake like that today. <laughs> I don't rate have a, I don't have a career as it is. Oh, I don't need it to yeah. get worse. Okay, all right. Um, rate. I better I better go to see Cedric and see if I can go to that. <laughs> yeah, get that mouth working right. That enunciation school right, going. Right, right, right. Uh, so big shout out to hustlers, man. Except for the part where y'all try to hustle, that's outrageous. That's a criminal. So Six if they would only want to rip you off for a thousand dollars, you would have been acceptable. No, no. It, listen, if I get a twenty dollar lap dance, I'm trying to put my dick in the in the hole during the lap dance. For so, twenty dollars, I got to get a diddle or something. <laughs> Let's get something, dude. I remember we were walking out, and uh, as we were leaving, there was this. Uh, there was a stripper and uh, she's butt ass naked and she wraps she yes she wraps her legs around, around like this a, dudes she got her legs up on his shoulders and I mean he's literally her face is literally I mean her pussy is literally in his face like a surgical mask I mean it is right there nose to clit and she's gyrating all on this motherfucker's <laughs> face and one the first, one of the things I'm thinking is first of all that hurts. That weight of a human body thrusting with that kind of force on your shoulders. And neck. It's neck. It, that's not even comfortable. And then on top of that, you smelling this bitch's tuna. And how does this end? Here's my money. You put your snatch in my face. I might even have caught something from you. You broke my shoulder blades. Now let me go home. What? That's not how it ends. He goes home to his wife. She goes to smell him, and she can smell pussy right on his nose. Right. It ends. It, it ends, it's a disaster. It's, it's a disaster. That's like when I see girls at the strip club when they do this thing where, hey, it's the birthday boy, <laughs> and they bring the guy on stage, and it's like a gang of bitches giving him a lap dance, but they do this thing where they jump on your fucking dick and pelvis with such force, like that's supposed to be a turn on. That hurts. No, I think they do that for themselves. That's their power. That's the, oh, the fucking. God. That's your Who's injury. into that? I, I don't know. I'm not into I. You know what? I, and I'm not a strip club dude either, but it's been fun. It, it was fun to go to this one. This one was. Uh, yeah, it was fun for what it offered under the circumstances that you didn't expect anything. Yeah, if we would have went in with the same. same if we would have went in with these expectations, it wouldn't have been fun. Right. It, it, right. Was, it, was, it was because it was surprising. Right. Um, so big shout out to Hustler. Uh, listen, everybody, again, anybody that listens to this podcast and knows me and follows me on Twitter knows I have this very, very conflicting battle I'm going through right now internally and mentally, emotionally with religion and God. And I just saw something that kind of broke my fucking heart a little bit. Um, 
there was a story about a guy who basically wanted custody of his four-year-old daughter. And this is why the court system is so fucked up, and I just wish they would fucking change it. So much power is given to women and the assumption. And as we talked about with women and uh, uh, all the sexual assault without due process, again, when Chelsea Handler says dumb shit on Bill Maher, like, we just need to believe women automatically and skip due process. The court system gives women so much assumption of power. It's ridiculous. So this story, if you haven't, if you don't know it, father wants custody of his four-year-old daughter because he sees that there are signs that the mother who's on drugs is abusing the daughter with her boyfriend. And even though he went to child services, even though he had gone to the courts and had begged and pleaded for the judge to give him custody, the judge wouldn't do it because they always feel that the mother is the most qualified. The tragic part about this is the mother and the boyfriend tortured a little girl and eventually kill her. So they showed a footage of the dad losing his shit. I mean, understandably sobbing, losing it. And he's, he's being consoled by two females that I assume are family or friends or both. And his father's doing everything he can to hold it together. I didn't even want to watch the clip with the sound because I just knew based on what it was. And the fact that I got a four, uh, uh, a little girl, Jada, my daughter, uh, three year old who I absolutely fucking adore. Um, I knew that if I watched this thing and heard this dude wail, this kind of pain, it was going to fuck with me. And even though I didn't even watch it with the sound on, I still got teary eyed. And then, of course, they show the boyfriend in the orange jumpsuit with the cuffs walking through the court. And I swear to God, I don't know what your belief is on, you know, some people go, hey, an eye for an eye. And some people go, no, only God and no human being has the right to take life from other. Fuck that. He needs to die. He needs to die. I'm telling you, man, I love my fucking kids. I got three kids, Jordan, Jazz, and Jada, my three J's. But Jada's my heart, dude. My fucking heart. And I went, you know, I don't know that I could have held it together. And 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 I asked you at the bar, do you think you'd be capable of murder? And I said, definitely. Because mm. I know I don't have a violent bone in my body. And I've always questioned if it really came down to it. Because you can think it all day. You can assume it. But to actually be able to do what's necessary to take a life. You don't know that you have that in you until you put to that point. And God forbid you ever have to be put to that point. But I would think that there would be some sort of inner instinct or power that when it comes to your kids, you're capable of anything. I just, if I had to imagine, and and I was in a situation where I, I had some fear of where my son was once, and I told you that story. Mm-hmm. That if I had to imagine someone torturing my kid, I don't know that I want to be on this earth anyway. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens after happens, I don't think that. I mean, if you had time to process, maybe you would you wouldn't feel that way. But my 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 direct instinct would be, yeah, you would have to fucking kill that motherfucker. Oh God. 
Yeah, you kill both of them if they took out. Man, I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't want to say. I don't want to give anybody the impression that they should go out and kill someone who's right. hurt them. But I mean, I mean, it was advocating murder. Yeah, but the instinct in you, like, if listen, if you when you're watching that clip, when you're following that story, your natural instinct right at that moment is to go, motherfucker, I kill this motherfucker. And that's not even your kid. That's just you because you got kids relating, relating. Or, or at least trying to go, oh, my God, what if I was in those shoes? To actually be in those shoes, I, I, I think it would be crazy for anyone to not entertain that reality. The, the other side of that where you might not feel that way, and that's why we feel, we're saying we feel that, is because if you're not in those shoes, maybe if you're in the shoes, the the numbing effect is so much more than even the the hate and the the rage. To where you feel like you you just you're numb and you can't do anything. Like you just, <sighs> I, I'm not. I, I'm saying right. because si- sitting here thinking of it and being able to put everything into the pieces properly. Right. Yeah, you could you could you could relate to the hatred and 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 that and that retribution that you want to dole out. But if you were in it and all of a sudden you knew that you were never going to see your kid again and how that happened, right? Maybe you just go into a, a place where you. You can't even function because, like I said, I know I wouldn't want to be here. If someone hurt my kid like that, I know right. that because I could, I couldn't wake up every morning and not have to relive that every single fucking day in my head. Mm. You know, and then the part that <laughs> that's not even the, the the wildest part about it. Then I found out later because of how traumatized the dad was, he had a heart attack, and he's in the hospital. And again, this, I wish I had an ability to, to go like a light switch. Yeah, it ain't me. I don't give a fuck. No, it ain't my problem. I don't give a fuck. And I, and I know I said this on way earlier podcast. When you're young, I think you have that aura of invincibility slash I don't give a fuck. But the older you get and you come to grips with your mortality, and you become less selfish. You care about shit, and and I'm I'm just going. This is why I got a hard time believing in God, man. The 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 the, the constant bullshit, hypocritical contradictions. Like I would just think whether it's God, whether it's karma, there's got to be something that goes. At what point during this man's story? Because there's several levels. You know, the process. At what point would you think that God and karma would interfere? Maybe God goes, you know what? I'm not going to let this girl get killed. I'm going to do something to stop this. Or, you know what? I, I'm i going to make sure that he gets custody, which again, can prevent this. Or, on top of this shit happening, he's not going to get a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? But for all, it, it's like insult to injury. He could, and it wasn't like the dad didn't try. He tried. He fought like a bitch to get custody of his kid, knowing she. And he said in the story that at one point the girl was showing up at school and was telling the teachers, "My mommy hurts me." So, child services couldn't do nothing. The courts didn't do nothing. This poor little girl tragically is murdered. And on top of that, he suffers a heart attack. 
at what point, if this fucking universe and God is fucking real, is it God is merciful? Where, 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 what, at what point does God show mercy and go, I'm going to make sure, ch- I'm going to use my powers to make sure that this little girl through child services is protected. I'm going to use my powers to make sure that this girl is taken from her mother and the dad gets rightful custody. I'm going to use my power to make sure that after all this man has been through, he ain't going to suffer a heart attack. Or I'm going to be honest with you, man. Or he could have had a heart attack and just been dead. And that but he's not been, dead. And that would have been more merciful. Okay. That would have been right. more, yeah. So, you know, forgive me. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But it's things like this that make me say, and I'm being honest here in my moment of honesty, fuck God. Fuck religion. Because it's all bullshit. It's all hypocritical. It's all, every time I hear a religious person say to me, God has a plan, or they go to one of their weak excuses. Oh, there's evil in the world and shit happens. Oh, God has a plan and we know not what he do and the, mis- the mysteries. and the- It's like you motherfuckers never want to own up to logic and common sense. And when you can't explain something, here goes a riddle answer. Oh, the mysteries don't question. Uh, it doesn't make sense. What's that quote right there? What, what, from what was it? The science guy. It's from a Neil deGrasse Tyson. And what does he say? It says evidence collected over many years, obtained from many locations, indicates that the power of prayer is insufficient to the stop stopping of bullets from killing school children. Okay. <sighs> I mean, I just threw that. But every time a president or some elected official. Or anyone goes, our prayers and condolences. We've been giving out prayers and condolences for quite a fucking long time. And it ain't changed a fucking thing. You know what's going to change it? Actual laws. Actual action. Prayers and condolences. Again, the power of prayer. That we, we know that saying. The power of prayer. That ain't stopped a fucking thing. No, you know you can buy stars. There's people that will give you a certificate that you own a star. It's just as good as saying a prayer because you ain't going to get either one of those two things. I just listen, man, and and I, and I, and 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 I, I say again, in my heart, the 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 good the good guy in me, whatever, I'm like motherfucking Anakin Skywalker. I I I, I want to believe in the good. I want to believe in God. I want to believe. I want to. I want to really. But I'm I'm leaning towards the dark side because everything that I see just makes me go. How the fuck can you believe in God, man? I, like, like I, how is this real when you see this shit? But I think I, I think you're for me. What you're doing right now is you're going the wrong the wrong way. And the reason I say this is it's not that I believe in in this this holy figure that everybody's made out as God, a God that we can understand and comprehend. But I believe that there is an energy that created all of us, and that energy is what we made up so that we could understand. We put him into a human form so that we could understand it. That's not what God is. God is God is the, the energy that attracts us. I mean, how many times have you had something about to happen, like you were going to walk across the street and someone, you for whatever reason, the hair on your back, your neck stood up, and 
you didn't do it, and then something bad happened, and you went. Yeah, ah. I, I, you, that's you why, felt that, that. That's why I'm confused because because there are times when things happen in life, and I go, "Holy shit, man! Wow, this is something! Wow!" But then I look at the other shit, and I'm just going, "What? What the fuck?" And it seems like the other shit far outweighs the good. That's the killer part. Like I don't understand why in this life. It's so much easier to fuck up and do wrong and, and than it is to do right and why and why doing the wrong thing or doing what you shouldn't do at times seems more gratifying like this is a cruel game man dude it's why it's why good food does why why bad food tastes better and is more enjoyable for you to eat than good food it's the same we're we're in this constant battle where the rewards to do the right thing aren't aren't always obvious. I think this is God making my light and not work right now. <laughs> Aries, Aries is having such a moment with this God crisis <laughs> that he's having to have a cigarette, and God turned off his fucking lighter. <laughs> Holy shit. This might be a fucking sign, Because that's nigga. a brand new lighter. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, nigga, I'm trying to stop your black ass from getting cancer, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, this is scary. Holy shit. I think there's your answer. There's your answer. But it's different than what people... I don't... Because religion has divided us as, as, as humans. Right. And we made these... And we the, the Religions are supposed to be divine, but we made these up so we could understand God. Anything to create a universe and create us, we don't have the capability in our feeble little minds to actually understand what that is. Right. God is bigger than what we can understand and comprehend. We need to look at it in a different way. We just try to do the right thing based on that it is the right thing Dude, and I, not I, the reward. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I swear to God. you know, and, and I think you even said it in one of your stand-up bits. God gives you what you can handle. Yeah. But I got to even look at that statement and I got to go, so this man whose daughter was his everything, four years old, tortured, murdered, heart attack. God has given this to him because he can handle it. Man, I don't think it's I don't think things are divvied out in that way. I think I, I think that the life that we live isn't controlled by. A spiritual being. I think it's many, many things that happen to us because this is a, you know, um, it's like all, all all our lives are weaved like a fabric. Right. We all are connected in some way. What's we're all connected in some way. All of us, and that's what I believe that we're all connected and we're all going through this world. And what we do makes the world affects the world in a better or negative way. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. To be continued. I, 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 you know, I feel like I'm looking for an answer that either is not there or that I'm going to just be looking for forever because it just none of it makes sense to me. And I, and I need it to make a little bit of sense. But that's the quest. You're supposed to. That's that's what we live for is to go through this process. Right. You can't you can't get an answer. If you got an answer, what, what, what would you do with that answer? Use it to my fucking advantage. Well, answer the question in the way that you want to answer it, and then use it to your advantage. You you think you think that these guys who create a religion 
Uh, they just used whatever their answer was, and they this made it work for them. Out. This fucking lighter really stopped working. It really st- it did. During this fucking conversation. See? Jesus. Uh, well, since we're on this topic of God and fucked up shit happening, do you want to talk about the news, and then we can be done tonight? What news? Well, it wasn't the news. We had we had we had the uh, the march for our lives. We had yeah, the kids yeah. Out. You want to talk about this? Uh, uh, no, not really. Um, you want to talk about? I, I, go ahead. Well, there uh, there was a shooting of uh, Steve uh, Stephen Clark. The, uh, yeah, I know about that. Yeah, let's. I want to let's let's try to get it back those? to light. A light. Little you want to you want to get to light? Do you want to talk about Cynthia Nixon running for New York governor? Not really. I want to talk about what I've been arguing about this whole morning on Twitter. Okay. Uh, this fucking LeBron versus MJ narrative um, is ridiculous and pointless. And nah, it's not pointless because it's it's it's, it's barbershop fodder. Uh, but it, it's listen, man. I you guys. I understand, again, a lot of you guys that when Jordan was playing was in diapers. And, you know, you're living in the moment. And because LeBron is your era, uh, you, you guys are trying to force this narrative that this man is better than Michael Jordan. Um, can he be when his career is over? Granted, he can play another, as some basketball analysts predict, another five to eight years. Maybe. But I don't want to live in possibilities or hypotheticals. You know what I mean? A, a, God forbid a catastrophic injury could change everything. But this guy has been so durable physically, and he's been you know spared from any you know uh, career altering injuries. It's possible, but I have a hard time getting past this record. Um, you guys are, are putting a lot of stock in the fact that he's gone to the finals every year for. What is it? Either eight or ten straight years, but yet his record is three and five, which is a losing record. Versus Jordan, who is six and zero oh, with perfection. It's like you know, it's like you you guys are living in a fifth place trophy generation. I'm not saying LeBron is not great. The man's a fucking beast. He's the best player in the NBA today. But put the brakes on trying to put him ahead of Jordan. I don't even know how y'all are pushing him past Kobe. Um, I push him past Kobe. Why? He, he dominates the game in a different way than Kobe did. And Kobe's game looked like Jordan's. Okay. LeBron's game, game is LeBron's game. His looks more like magic. No, Which, because no, he no, plays it from a different place, though. No, no, no. But 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 his facilitating. LeBron, LeBron yeah. can put up. Big numbers with but, the best of them. Okay, but but, but he's more of a facilitator he is, than he is a, a dominant scorer, a la Kobe and Michael. Unless he has to, yes. But you tell me that his passes, the way that he comes down the lane, you see Showtime basketball. No, no. But he also doesn't have that same personnel. Okay, he doesn't have Byron Scott and James Worthy and Kareem Abdul. You know, he's got what he's got. But my thing is just again, I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. Yes, he's a great player, but this argument that people make about well, you know. He's never he's he's never not gotten out of the first round. Jordan, his you know first couple years, three times couldn't get out of the first round. Didn't have it's a not team. how you start; it's how you finish. But he didn't have a team either. Okay, and that's another point. Yeah, they, you got to lose before you can win. They had to draft players. They traded for players, and it wasn't like a league is today. Right. I mean, owners controlled where players went at that right. time, and so it was hard to build a team then. But again, it, it, it and this is a great quote from Michael. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. finish. And you got to lose before you can win. So miss me with that fucking argument. Okay, 
he 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 uh he struggled out of the first round, but he finished six and zero. Oh. I'll take six and zero oh and perfection than three and five, which is a losing record. That's like saying that's like saying, dude. Listen, I would rather have an average sized dick that works all the time over a big cock that shows up sometimes. Well, you can go a lot further with it. Average, but always works. Go a lot further. Versus humongous, but, ooh, shorty, I'm having problems. Come on, man. Like, 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 it's, and again, I think, anybody, I think a lot of these people that are pushing this narrative, they didn't see Michael. They, well, they know of him, but they didn't see him. I have seen Michael and LeBron and Cole. I saw all of them in their prime. I, this is a fair assessment slash opinion slash fact that I'm giving you. Well, and I always throw out that no one else has this. Uh, when Jordan was playing, uh, has any other scorer, has anybody offensive player, one defensive player of the year besides Jordan? Oh, yeah, LeBron. Uh, he didn't win defensive player of the year. No, but I think he's been like defensive. Mm, he's been maybe not defensive player of the year, just Jordan. No, but I know he's no. I mean, he's known for solid defense. I'm sure he's got. Yeah. So what's the, the stat though? I'm sure he's got some uh, defensive uh, pedigree. I don't know what it is, but I know Jordan won Defensive Player of the Year. That's he's the only player to do that. No, right. that's not now. Now, now, now there is an offensive player. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has won Defensive Player of the Year, but not LeBron. No, really. Let me find it. I'll look for it. Let's see if I can find it. You need to say something about I'm looking for it though. <laughs> no, I'm actually I was actually trying to look for, for it. Too? Yeah, we'll look it up. No, no, I'm not I'm not looking for that. I was looking for something else I had said no, earlier. Kawhi Leonard I know has won it and I think he won it two years. Mm-hmm. Uh Jordan won it one year, and I think it was one of the years that he didn't uh make it out of the first round, but he had to play defense for his team right. to to try to even make him competitive because they didn't have the team right. together then. Uh I, I don't I don't get how it's a comparison. I mean and then these people that are talking about this in Youngest, they never saw Dr. J play. They don't understand that part of how he changed basketball. Right. Who's a, who's a great offense player, and I still don't put him in the top. He's probably in my might be five, maybe six or seven. And and then and then not only that, another another thing that irritates me is you know I, I hear guys make this argument. Well, you know uh, LeBron, Michael Jordan never played anybody. You know in his era. You know look look at the, look at the teams now, the Golden State Warriors. The super teams, you know, the competition is tougher now. Okay, well, let me let me let me point this out. On his way to the finals and in the finals, Michael Jordan has faced Patrick Ewing, Isaiah Thomas, Reggie Miller, Shaquille O'Neal, Malone, Barkley, Drexler, Magic, Bird, Weber, and Peyton. All these guys are Hall of Famers. All these guys are all stars. And he beat them all. The man was dominant. And when I, I, are y'all really that fucking stupid that you're gonna say he beat nobody? And when the rules didn't benefit an offensive player, they exactly the defensive player. Not only that, you could physically destroy motherfuckers. Yeah, there was there was no uh, what was the hard what's the hard foul rule? What was it called? The the flag, there was no flagrant foul. Well, well, well um, let me. Well, you might you mean technically there was not at all. There wasn't a flagrant foul. Oh yeah, game. that's why. Yeah, you could break a motherfucker's nose. Yeah, and it was just a regular foul. When you went through the lane on a defensive team like uh, Detroit Pistons, right, and you were will- you were willing to go and say, "Okay, you can go ahead and fucking crack me in the ribs, right? You can you can fucking uh, clothesline me," because that was what what happened when you went through the Rodman wasn't being nice to anybody when he was uh, when he was no, 
Uh, none of those guys were nice when you came to the lane. Lambeer was definitely not nice. No, the the the, the Detroit Piston bad boys. It was the you know, it was the thugs of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I, I just again, I I like LeBron. I'm a fan. I, I appreciate this. I am. I I just I'm a Michael Jordan dude. You know, not just because that's my era. Because I saw the man play. I I, I you know the the stats that don't show up is is is. Heart, and I'm not saying LeBron doesn't have heart, but Michael just had a he had will. I'm gonna will my team to win. Yeah. I'm gonna do whatever's necessary. If you talk shit about me in the paper in the press, I'm gonna use it to destroy you, embarrass you. You know, it, it, Mike was a different cut of dude, man. And 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 what aggravates me about being a LeBron fan is I have watched Cavs games. Where he LeBron seems to be passive at times, but yet people want to make the argument he's bigger than Michael, stronger than Michael, faster than Michael. He's a physical specimen that the NBA has never seen. All right, well then, there's no reason to ever be passive. You got it. You got it. You with all that strength, speed, size. Why are you not just demanding the ball and going? Everybody, I'm winning this motherfucker. Three seconds left in the game. Take any player that you want. Who are you going to give the ball to with three seconds left? And you're down by one point. Right. I can't think of anybody other than Jordan. And Kobe, because um, they both had that and Reggie Miller. killer instinct. Well, yeah, Reggie had. Well, yeah, yeah. Reggie was such a sharpshooter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, Reggie, and Reggie, Reggie wanted it. And he had ice. It was right. ice. You know, he right. was, was going to shoot it. But I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from LeBron either. He's number two on my list, and it's not number two is like number one is a million miles in the air, and uh, two is barely on the ground. I just don't even see how people are pushing him past Kobe. I'm not a. I just wasn't. A, I just, I've never been a Kobe fan because he tried to. He basically mimicked Mike's whole game, and I was like, man, you biting off Mike. Okay, but I guess if you're gonna mimic somebody, why not the best? I just, to me, again, I'm such a groupie, Michael Jordan groupie. I, I, I just, I, I, you know. I never like I'm, like I'm like, dude, Kobe, I get it. You got all the moves that you've stolen from Mike. You basically could do everything Mike could do, but you're not Mike. And I feel like, you know, you fucking with my dude. But when you look at it, <clears throat> in terms of actually what Kobe, the, the way he played, his defense, five rings, I never like Kobe. Come on, man! I never like Kobe's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jordan's, uh, right. and LeBron's had some worse. Right, 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 right. Well, and and, and and you know, Jordan's still the number one, yeah, selling shoe way after his retirement. Like Mike's impact on the game from a global standpoint. The NBA wanted to change its logo. From the yes. logo that it had to Jordan yes. soaring, that's Jordan soaring logo to make it their logo. Right. They wanted to take away what? What's the dude from uh, the Lakers? Jerry West. Jerry West. That's the Jerry West uh, silhouette. Right. They wanted to use the Jordan silhouette. Jerry West was saying it should be Michael Jordan. You, you know, you, you've had every major player in the NBA on a on a respectable level go. Michael's the man. So if they're saying that, who the fuck is? John Blow Blow from, you know, whatever city trying to dispute this. Come on, man. 
Uh, I'm too much on your side on this one because I I can't give any other. Uh, no, you. I mean, you know, I can't give any other opinion because I agree with you 100. percent I don't agree with you on Kobe and LeBron. I I put LeBron over Kobe. And body wise, it's, just, it's it is a different player between Kobe and uh, LeBron. Yeah, but that what does that ultimately mean? Well, in the game, Kobe was the better scorer than, than LeBron. Yeah, but I don't know, like. Yeah, and, and, and between Yo, if the, the game is on the line, and Kobe and, got, and LeBron, I'm giving you, it to you got Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, I'm giving it if, to Kobe. If Mike, Kobe, LeBron, third. But if there's five seconds on, on on the clock, then I want LeBron to take it in a little bit and then toss it out to Kobe, and then that's the game. But you can't say toss it out to Kobe. They can't be on the same team. Yeah, well, you know, toss it out to whoever. But I just think there's something to be said that if you're the man, you should have the ball in your hands when it when it counts. Yeah, but Jordan's passed the ball out too when he uh, who won John Paxson won again. I won a yeah for the Lakers and then Steve Kerr for the for for their fifth champion uh, against the Suns, wasn't it? Kerr was it Kerr? No, it was no, Paxson. No, 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 no. Paxson oh, was against the Suns. Paxson actually did it twice. Yeah, he did it against the Lakers in '91. Then he did it did it against Phoenix in '93, and then Kerr did it for the Bulls at the home game against Utah. Okay. Yeah. But he passed it out. But you know what? When he passed that ball out to somebody, right. and this is the other thing about Jordan that's different than LeBron and different than Colby and different than almost anybody else. Right. When Jordan passed that ball out to you, he knew you 100% were making that shot. Oh, he'd burn you. You were you were not going to miss that shot. Yeah, yeah, you had to ride on in the in on the team bus with the luggage. That was yeah, yeah. That's the moment you would I don't think you'd be there the next year. And and, and let shot. me say this last thing and then I think we're we're done. Uh for all you dim nitwit motherfuckers who make this argument, well, if it's about rings, Robert Ory, and I think I said this on a podcast before, Robert Ory should should be better than Jordan because he has seven. That fucking argument is so lame because you got to understand there's a difference between being the reason you win versus winning for a reason. Michael Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, uh... Those guys were the reasons their teams won. Did they need role players? Of course you need role players. No team is a championship team without role players. But make no mistake, big players make big shots. Those guys were the reasons their teams won. Robert Ory won for a reason. He was on the right teams at the right time. He won three with the Lakers. He won two with Akeem. He won two with Duncan. He wasn't the reason they won. He won for a reason. They did so. Call, miss me with that seven ring shit. They did call him Big Shot Bob, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he again, he made some critical shots. But that's like a Paxton or a Kerr, right? You take away the Michael Jordan and the Pippen factor, you don't even get in position for Kerr to make that shot, for Paxton to make that shot, for Big Shot Bob to make that shot. Yeah, that's what the job of a role player is. But in the grand scheme of things, and the whole. It's it's the the guys that who are the franchise is the reason you get there. So come on, man, and 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 don't, and Bill Russell, eleven rings. Yes, he's one of the greatest. But Bill Russell played in an era where there was two niggas in the league, and he was a man amongst midgets. And he also coached, though. He was yeah. He was I mean, player, nobody man. could match up to him except Wilt. So there's no way you tell me in today's era. Bill Russell wins eleven fucking championships. Wilt, or in the '90s era, how's Wilt play today? He dominates, too, as a big man. But Russell won in 11 championships. He played back in that era where there weren't. And again, you, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And it's like some of the best players in baseball 
were the Negro League players, but they, 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 they weren't allowed to play in the majors. So how could some of these great white ball players be considered the best if they never went up against the best? Which is why I've always had a problem with Jack Dempsey. A lot of people consider Jack Dempsey one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, the white, white, white man Jack Dempsey, but Jack Dempsey refused to fight niggas. He refused. And let's be real, when it comes to sports, black people dominate. It's particularly fighting. Black men have always dominated boxing. Black men, then Hispanics, and then, you know, now it's the white guys and the heavyweights whose names you can't pronounce. But to be the best, you got to beat the best. And if Jack Dempsey refused to fight black men, you you can't get that motherfucker that credit, man. Well, who's the best? And heavyweight of all time, easy. This is easy. Let's- oh, I mean, you know, Ali. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say Tyson. You know, it, well, partly because you know that was my era. Yeah. But I just believe. Listen, I, I, I the, the most interesting thing ever. Both Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson retired with 50-something wins and only five losses. And consider Mike Tyson, had he not gone to jail for three years? Oh. Oh, boy. And then he kept his head on straight and stayed with, and had Jimmy Jacobs lived and Customato, he stayed focused? Oh, boy. If Ali hadn't gone to prison for three years of his prime. Those guys are so neck and neck. It's ridiculous. That's one of the most interesting debates ever. And I, and I know I tweeted about that. And ask that question. Wow. Okay, but this is the point that I wanted to, uh, to draw out of you. Although you feel that way about Tyson and mm-hmm. everything about Tyson, and I know he was your heir, right? And but you have the ability to look at what came before you. Yeah. You look at Ali, and you can still give him the number one. Yeah. That's what's missing from these dudes with Jordan and LeBron. Got to know your history. <sighs> yeah. Listen, there are some dudes young dudes who do give Jordan a nod. But again, they never saw Jordan. They just, again, know him as the crying mame and the dude with the sneakers. <laughs> you know, I, 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 Ali was in my era, and the only thing I ever saw of Ali was all on tape. Right. But based on what I've seen, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm, again, I'm a boxing fanatic and an, and an Ali dude. Read all the books, seen all the footage. Based on... His ability and skill, yeah, I got to give him number one. Because Ali also, he beat, not that, not that Tyson didn't beat. Well, people try to discredit Mike and go, well, who did he fight? And all the people with names he fought, he lost to. Lennox, Holyfield. But that was after. Yeah, that was when he was a shell of himself. But I, I'm telling you right now, I think a prime Mike Tyson beats Jesus. But, but you can say, for, without a doubt, Ali beat everybody who was... Dude, that that's what that was that, a, that, that was, was a the, diff, that was an era that can never be repeated yeah. like that. That was yeah. the golden age of boxing right there. Yeah. All right, I think that's it. All right, any questions, anything you want to hit us up with, please do. We're actually starting to get enough downloads that this isn't as painful as it used to be, but hit the download button. Uh tell some friends. Let's get this podcast going so that we can uh uh I mean, we want to do some more stuff with this, but we need you we need your support. We need you. We need your support, baby. Come on. Come through. Come through. Uh, Aerie Spears, Twitter, Aerie Spears, Instagram, which is Aerie Spears Official. Uh, all free things, comedy, Pandora, Aerie Spears. Uh, YouTube channel, Aerie Spears. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, where are we next week? Uh, Tampa. Tampa. That's right. 
Ehor City. Tampa, baby. So uh, this is going to be good? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Um, yeah. So, um, like I said, send us anything. I'm andycomedy.com. Yeah, all my social media is at the top of my uh, website. Please, uh, please follow. I think that's it. That's it. Are we out? Love y'all. We out. See you next time. Milo. Bye, guys.